Welcome back, everyone, to another great episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. My goodness. Don't adjust that dial. You are hearing the very beginning of an Elder Scrolls adventure. Redguard! This is Classic Elder Scrolls brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network. Available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and QuestGamingNetwork.com. Bethesda Software presents a record date of Tirdas, the 23rd of Sun's Dawn. The Elder Scrolls Adventure, Volume R. Lord knows why it's Volume R. <laughs> Red Guard! This game is probably gonna crash at some point during the show. <laughs> hey, this wouldn't be classic Elder Scrolls if it wasn't a crash. Oh, uh, yeah. Th this is true. This is very true. Um, hey, our show is sponsored in part by... Tweaked audio quality headphones, thirty percent off. Use our code off the record at tweakedaudio.com. <laughs> and of course, at Audible, audibletrial.com/slash/questgamingnetwork. Go ahead over to that link so you can download your free audio book today at audibletrial.com/slash/questgamingnetwork. I am your host and fellow Tariel Traveler Evarwin, the Red Guard, also known as Cyrus. And I am joined by the leader of the blades. <laughs> and uh, I am also joined by the one and only, uh, the master of ceremonies, Mike, the Tarielic historian. Hello. So for our chat room, uh, Mark has started an evil trend with the it facial hair. In the second Hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on, Mike. The empire of Tiber Septum sweeps through the kingdoms of Tamriel. <laughs> Are we doing this? Are we going through this? That's up Septum to you. Septum is opposed yeah, on sure. all sides, but never more fiercely <laughs> than by Hammerfell, the ancestral home of the Red Gods. The High King of Hammerfell, Thassard II, Resists the imperial invasions even as he sees other kingdoms. Good Lord. All right, let's, let's get out of this. Let's make this short, Sarathra. I've got work to do. This Kiji's not even speaking English. I leave with Duardine's men in an hour. Renrigi in Tnor. Huko wo imperial ja. Eko pofam rotot velk. You should know you got me the job. Well, there you go. There's there's a little taste of what you've got to uh, to experience. It's going to be awkward because it's, it's a red guard thing. Mike, we're trying to get over to you. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be really cool is uh, you heard the, how the Khajiit was just talking. And in the new Thieves Guild expansion for ESO, supposedly they're going to have singing in that language. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard. That's amazing. So, you know, if you like that, you know, maybe you should play the beginning of the game more often here, and uh, you can be our translator, Mark. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> Jazzledar has some explaining to do. Why isn't the two, why isn't the two moons horoscope coming out in proper Khajiit? Uh, it's the TARDIS. The TARDIS has initiated the translation uh, circuit. Fucking <laughs> TARDIS. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Sw swashbuckling with my left hand and reading the notes off my cell phone in the right hand is what's going on right now. If things are awkward, I, I sincerely apologize, but this is literally the... Wow, it actually killed those guys. Anyway. Uh, let's, let's escape out of this. Jesus. Um, so we've got Mark the Sonarist 
and still reigning lava lord is with us today. How you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm I'm doing great. Glad to be here. And frankly, this this is actually my favorite opening of any of the Elder Scrolls games. I just I love the theme. I just love how it really it knows what the flavor of the game is, and it gets you straight into that swashbuckling feel right off the bat. You know. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say, um, I, I feel you on every every moment, uh, or every every point you just hit on that. Um, Music is awesome. It, it, it is actually, it's very adventurous. It really does the job it's supposed to try to it's, that it's trying to do. Yeah. All right. Let's so, get through this stuff first, and then we'll we'll jump into actually the game and what we're doing. Um, Okay, you can watch us live on YouTube, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live. You can email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can find us on our website at questgamingnetwork.com and on Twitter at elderscrollsotr. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Facebook page it has now is now active, guys. Uh, Facebook.com slash elderscrollsofftherecord and slash questgamingnetwork for the network as a whole. Uh, hey, today we're playing Red Guard, and uh, we've got a lot of uh, cool stuff that we're going to be talking about. But, um, Mike, you're going to bring us into that, right, buddy? Yep. So today we are playing The Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard. Our discussion, we have a discussion topic today, uh, which will be, you know, where has uh, the uh, classic Elder Scrolls been for the last 50 episodes? So we're going to reminisce a little bit. Uh, we have the history of Hammerfell, Volenfell, Hegleth, or the Deathland, a setting for the Elder Scrolls Adventures Red Guard. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history. The Sonaris Archive. Adventure time! Do, 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 do. Elder Scrolls <laughs> style. <laughs> and for those of you that have been waiting, it is time. Jazudar has spoken with a Dramora servant outside of Daggerfall. One should not judge others by your own standards. Good, evil, greed, service. All are constructs of your experience. Today, Master, Secunda, and Zenithar align to provide a harmonious, trusting communication, which will have room for feelings and emotions. But do not let your emotions rule you. Frustrations and anger will only lead you to pain and death. Like Zenithar, persist in your endeavors, and good fortune will be yours. May warm sands be in your future. Ah, Jazzledar, thank you so much for uh, reading the moon sugar, as it were. <laughs> All right. Um. So, so today, today's a big day. We've got uh, the fiftieth episode of Elders of uh, Classic Elder Scrolls that we're going to be uh, uh, talking about a little later on. Um, it's our first time really featuring Redguard as well. Uh, so that's that in and of itself is is a big is a big thing for us. Um, there's a lot of excitement with us right now. <laughs> My latest travels have brought me to Stross Mackay, and no Good one Lord. here has seen your... Um, <laughs> <laughs> just unpredictability. Everybody's going to talk what we have to talk, so... Yeah, yeah just unpredictability all over the place in, in regards to this game. Um, literally just fell into the water right now. So... <laughs> uh, it, it gets even better. This is just the beginning of a wild ride. I, I, it's, it's already a, a wild ride. I'm trying to balance between what the game's trying to say and, and, and uh, our, our good hosts here. Uh, I think there was actually a, uh, a ramp that you could have just walked off the ship with. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I, I mean, you literally. I'm playing. I'm playing. By the way, we're actually now going to be talking about gameplay. And uh, <laughs> um, speaking of gameplay, uh, this is the Elder Scrolls game you play with one hand. It says it's, there's game gamepad support, but uh, 
I don't believe it. Yeah, it's called uh, Joy to Key, and you program it the way I did so that I can play with the joypad. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> now you know. And now, and, and knowing is half the battle. The other half, senseless violence. Right, which I have clearly <laughs> already lost. <laughs> senseless <Broken> keyboards. <laughs> senseless violence. Um, alright. We'll come back to me, of course. Um, uh, Mark, what, what have you been doing in Elder Scrolls? What have you been doing at Tamriel? Uh, I have been playing through a bit of... Uh, I've been continuing with Skyrim. Actually, I've, uh, I've restarted. I decided to... Um, I'm going to try playing the game with, uh, with an Argonian. I've never actually played one before. So I'm going to try uh, you know, a bit of an Argonian Ranger-type character. I don't know why, but this is just what I have in my head. So I'm uh, just get, yeah, getting out of Helgen, and um, yeah, I'm going to go explore the north in uh, with all the water and see what I can find. Okay. Look at this. Hell yeah, not, not a huge amount at the moment. All right, what about you, Mike? What have you been so, doing lately? Um, a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> I mentioned that uh, I had gotten for Christmas uh, Oblivion for the PlayStation 3. Oh, yeah. How's that going? And so uh, this week I decided to boot it up, and uh, we had family game night downstairs in the living room on the big 42-inch TV. And my daughter loves, you know, helping play the the games. I mean, she's got her character in ESO. So she was helping me design my Breton and name uh, him and everything. And we're sitting there. We're flipping through the different types of characters, and my wife's laying on the couch recovering from her surgery. And we get to the Khajiit, and and all I hear is, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and who was this? That was my wife. You know, just happening to, you know, roll over enough to peek over and see what we were doing. Just as the Khajiit, you know, uh, model was coming up on the screen during character design. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, Evarwin, you want to go into the, the pawn shop back there? Pawn shop? <laughs> the, the place with the, with the three balls hanging over it. Oh, okay. Was that uh, Jarek's Goods? Both Pawn Stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's where you get the map. Oh, okay. Let's check this out, though. But uh, so then, you know, it got even funnier when the Argonian came on the screen, you know, because uh, that was even more uh, alien looking to her. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> it's always funny watching people's reactions when they, they, they're not like really into fantasy adventures stuff at all and then they see like Elder Scrolls and they're like oh my god what the hell is that well the funny thing is she watched through a large portion of my Skyrim playthrough because it was on the PS3 originally also on the big screen TV so you know so she'd seen it but they look so different from when you go from Oblivion to Skyrim and you know it's the big red Argonian model that pops up not the, the green lizard uh, yeah, the Khajiit looks really funky. The orcs look like they're, you know, Shrek. So, uh, the potato headism, I think, uh, was the scary part. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so then, you know, it starts up. And Patrick Stewart's voice, and she's like, oh my god, it's Patrick Stewart that's talking. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and then, you know, she witnesses him die. And, you know, so she's a little annoyed with that. And I'm like, just wait, just wait. We haven't even met Martin yet. She's like, what do you mean, Martin? I'm like, don't you know? It's played by Sean Bean. She's like, are you kidding? I'm like, yeah. She's like, 
Is he going to die too? He dies in everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you spoiled the video game. <laughs> no point in playing when. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now to, now time to turn this off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, don't you love it when fan theories just predict the entire outcome of the whole thing? Uh, yeah, she was watching uh, some movie, one of his more recent movies, and she's like, he didn't even make it 15 minutes into the movie. Like nope. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Steven Seagal's uh, appearance in oh what movie was that when he died like five minutes into it? I think it might have been like Broken Arrow or I don't think it was The Rock. I think it might have been Broken Arrow. Dies like five minutes into it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so that that was the adventure. So uh, you know I played about three hours. Uh, I joined the Thieves Guild. I left the Imperial City. I made my way up to Bruma. And uh, I've been caught breaking and entering three times already. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Varwin. Um, actually, to get to get a map, you have to go kill a, a bandit in the forest. Oh, okay. Or in, in the wilds. Oh, all right. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> so, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. I have no idea why we're playing Redguard. I think uh, Mike and Mark are trying to troll me in the worst possible way imaginable. <laughs> now I'm hearing about getting maps and forests with, uh, and I, I I don't see a forest anywhere near oh, here. So you, you go outside the city and you go kill some uh, some random guy. That I call happen. shenanigans. I think you guys are just trying to hurt, <laughs> just trying to put as much pain on me as possible and hurt yeah, me as much as possible. We said, okay, what can we do for the fiftieth that's really special? <laughs> like you know. <laughs> We were like, okay, let's play one of the games that we have never featured before. And so the <laughs> options were Arena, Red Guard, or Battlespire. Right. And I literally heard Mark die on the other end of the call when I said Battlespire. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, we can't do that then. Yeah. I, I've like, suffered, look at the, Varwin, I've suffered through things enough with this. Now it's someone else's turn. <laughs> and I, I figure this is a nice thing because it'll be a one-time deal because yeah. Mark actually has the full game on playthrough on our YouTube. So oh, absolutely. If anybody who sees this really wants to see all of it and not just, you know, get a feel for, you know, oh, this is Red Guard, you know, Elder Scrolls Adventures, they can actually go and watch the, what was it, 14 episodes? Oh, yeah. Something, something, yeah, like, something that, like that, yeah. That. It's ridiculous. And, you yeah. know, and really get, you know, the complete story from start to finish all the way through. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, I got. I got a shadow key, but you know, I don't think that uh, broadcaster actually works on those that level of phone. No. So we'll never <laughs> ever see shadow key. Well, here's here's the thing. Okay, it's one thing to stream Red Guard. Um, it's another thing to play it while trying to lead lead a show and and all that. And it's a far more complicated sort of thing. And um, I call shenanigans. I think you guys are trying to um, dump on me and haze me as much as possible because it's, it's our 50th we, episode. We know you're able to do this, man. We, How? we believe in you. N no, you're trying to hurt me. That's what if this is. This is an attack. Who believes in you? Who believes in us? This is a punishment. <laughs> hey, Mark, um, do you notice there's nobody here playing Red Diamond? So, you know, you're full of shit when you're, like, hiding under that bridge there. <laughs> and Farwin has to end the episode. All right, folks. Uh, uh, listen, um, I've been playing uh, a lot of Skyrim, a lot of Skyrim. I've, I've barely touched ESO in, in like, a, like, two weeks. Um, I've fallen back into it. I just started a mage. On top of this, this orc that I'm also doing, 
Um, so I'm going crazy with that and, uh, and really having a lot of fun. For the first time, I'm like actually having fun with a mage hmm. in, in um, really any game. I, I hardly ever do that. So this is in Skyrim? Yeah, it's in Skyrim. I'm actually doing a full destruction mage at the moment. Oh, and cool. just yeah. enjoying the hell out of it. Little Breton girl. Um, ton of fun. Oh, yeah. No, Skyrim's the first time I've ever enjoyed, like, really enjoyed playing a mage, too. Yeah. I don't know. Now that I can get Oblivion to work, you know, and the spellcrafting system in there, all bets are off. Because, uh, you know, I might make, you know, world-destroying fireballs. I'm watching these guys here drinking in this, in this tavern, and I... Th- think they were it looks like they're drinking at the exact same time like one guy picks up his mug and drinks and the other guy picks up his mug and then drinks it's really it's hysterical (laughs) (laughs) he's like i'll take a drink i'll take one too (laughs) they're playing a drinking game actually yeah i think that's what it is um all right so so i've been enjoying that but more on uh more will come on uh next week's elder scrolls off the record um We've got a lot to talk about on this show. And don't forget, later on in the show, we're going to do the history of in just a second. Uh, then we've got the Sonaris Archives. Um, of course, our fast question of the week. And then we're really going to dig into uh, some memories here for, for Classic. Uh, and then, at the very end, we've got um, our, our, email, uh, our email contest. Someone who has emailed us will be winning a painting painting from from mike the tamrielic historian thank you to all of you folks out there who have emailed us uh with your with your stories of of uh of tamrielic adventure um all you have to do now is once we announce the winner whoever that may be uh because we're going to do a random drawing from a hat it's being protected by the mud crab right now (laughs) uh we're going to need uh, the winner to send us a screenshot and their their mailing address so we can get that painting out to you whenever Mike is done with it. Uh, he can't start until he gets that screenshot and we can't send it to you without that, that mailing address. So um, pick somebody you hate. Uh, this way we can mail you the painting and the bomb too. So. <laughs> Great. Now, you know, they're going to destroy the painting. The post office isn't going to ship it. That's <laughs> now right. we're on a list. Now we're on a list. Damn it. <laughs> it's all right. Well, you know, you know, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, I guess we're okay because they can't crack the iPhone. Exactly. So you're good. <laughs> the judge pretty much said, are you stupid? It's an Topical. iPhone. You can't crack that. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Actually, the judge probably was like, uh, I'll crack it for you right now. Give me the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Where's my five-year-old granddaughter? She'll crack this thing in short order. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. History of, with Mike, Tamrielic Historian, right now. Okay, the history of Hammerfell. Hammerfell only acquired its name with the coming of the Red Hmm. Guards. Before then, it was called Hegeth by the Aldmer and Deathlands by the Nedic people. It was desolation, a wasteland where hot winds blew over burning rock, and the only feet that walked the sands belonged to monsters. The elves, and later the Bretons, did set up outposts in what are now Sentinel and Laneland, in order to protect the fisherfolk and seafaring merchants from the orcs who had taken over the interior of the land. 
Nor were there any were these the only dangers of record. Wind spirits, fire spirits, goblins, trolls and scorpions the size of horses regularly crept in from the desert and were rebuffed at the frontier, sometimes at terrible costs. In the year 420, in the first era, a tribe of Dwemer arrived in the Deathlands from the east, and they were Workin's people, rebels against the alliance of Dunmer and Dwemer in Morrowin. Setting, settling far from the bay along the southern coast, they soon established an easy trading relationship with the elves to the south and the Bretons to the north, and the Deathlands took the Dwemer's name of Bolinfell, City of the Hammer. After the Dwemer capital, whose ruin now lie buried under the sands of the Alakir near Galane. The House Rorikin's severing ties with the Dwemer of Resdane did not protect them from the results of the War of the First Council. Like the other Dwemer, the Rorikin seemed to have vanished suddenly from Hammerfell, leaving their wonders to the open sky. Akaviri and Nordic pirates plundered much of the value of the abandoned cities. Predators from the inland deserts prowled the empty streets, and the harsh elements took their toll as well. By the time of the Regatta, over a hundred years had passed since any civilization had touched southern Volenfell. The, the Yakutans left their continent following a cataclysm, discussed in a later section of the Gale, Guide, arriving in Tamriel in an invading fleet called the Regatta. The disorganized orcs fell to them quickly, as did the infestation of monsters and beasts further inland. The Red Guards, or Regatta, came to be, as the Regatta came to be called, made no concession to the Breton settlements along its coasts, slashing through the southern Iliac Bay, winning the entire area that is now the province of Hammerfell, in only a few major battles. The Na-Tombu government of Yakuta was transplanted whole, together with their traditional system of agriculture and religion, which is was well suited to the unforgiving climate of the Red Guard's new home. The high domes and flying dew sails and the mosaic colophons were constructed over the old and new ruins of the past civilizations. So that's the setting for Red Guard Elder Scrolls Adventures. And uh, a number of... Uh, portions of ESO, or as we once called it, the game that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, yes. So, uh, you know, it, it's definitely you know a very cool setting, and I hope that uh, in the very near future this year, during one of our episodes, we'll actually focus on the Red Guards a, a lot, like a whole devoted episode, not just, uh, you know, we want to keep some of the history of kind of brief here today, uh, just so that we can get into some other topics. Oh, yeah, um, of course. But uh, you know, I want to hit one more book, and that's The Arrival on Stros Mackay, Part 1. Uh, so uh, it uh, is an out-of-game book. It's not an in-game book. Uh, and it talks about uh, your character here and uh, what is going on in the game Redguard. The game takes place at the end of the Second Era. Tiber Septon had just become the Emperor of Tamriel and was conquering province after province. Septon was opposed fiercely by Hammerfell, but unfortunately, Thassad II, the High King of Hammerfell, died, and Hammerfell plunged into a civil war between the crowns, fighting for the continued sovereignty of Hammerfell and the forebears who had accepted the Emperor's rule. The crowns, led by Prince Ator, were continuous 
leave victorious, but the forebears, sensing their impending defeat, became allies with Septim and allowed the emperor to bring his armies to Hammerfell to crush the crowns. Septim's army was a bit too tough for the weakened crowns, so Ator retreated to Stros Mackay, the crown capital, for one last stand. The crowns fought bravely, but knowing about Ator's victories at sea, Richton, one of Septim's best commanders, sent a dragon. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this. Nafalagarius. To attack the crowns. I actually did pretty good, I think. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> That's not three syllables. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's something like uh, Nafalagarius. Or something like that. It's got to be three syllables because it's Nordic. Ah, Nafalagarius. <laughs> uh, the prince commanded his archers to take attack the dragon, but it was shot himself by Dram, Richton's assassin, with a poisoned arrow. Ator's wizard attempted to save the prince, but the dragon ended the crown's hope for victory with a single fiery breath. Having defeated the crowns, Richton was named the provincial governor of Stros Mackay. So that brings us into the game Redguard. So, first thing I would like to say, Skyrim was not the first game with dragons. Oh, no, it was not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, we uh, we jumped past it um, because there was just a lot of talking in the intro here uh, that we couldn't, we couldn't get out of the audio. Um, and, of course, we're trying to introduce the show and all that, so, so we need the hosts to, to be able to, you know, be heard. Um, but they actually do talk about uh, a particular dragon here in um, in Stros Mackay during the time of Redguard, right, Mike? Yeah. And, uh, Mark, actually, you fight him, right? Sorry? You fight the dragon in the game. Oh, oh yes, no. Yeah, uh, Nefaliar- uh, Lar- Nefaliargus, sorry, um, is one of the bosses in this game. And there are there are several. Uh, two of them are quite impressive. Are quite- impressive looking but frankly it isn't until like the second last boss where it's actually like he's just frankly cheap he just like just that's the most difficult one the trick with the dragon is you can kill him with the rapier all you have to do is um hit this brazier he lights with his dragon breath just before just as he begins to talk with you and then just smack him in the stomach a couple of times and he drops dead. It, it is the most anticlimactic battle you'll ever have. You know, you, you don't have to be a dragonborn to fight to kill a dragon. You don't really even have to try hard if, uh, if this game is to be believed. Well, that's good news because the entire game is played with a single hand on the left side of your keyboard, so... <laughs> well, if you remember, though, when you talk to the blades in Skyrim, you know, the... The blades killed dragons, but they, as they said, the only way to truly kill and destroy a dragon was to absorb its essence or soul, and only oh, yeah. a dragon board can do that. So all of those dragon mounds, you know, all over dotted all over the place, aren't just sleeping dragons. They're dragons that have been killed by the blades, but hmm. you know, they that can come true. back at any given time. That is true, and I guess that uh, Nefali uh, Nefali Largus just wanted to have a nap or something. Because there's no way that Cyrus should have been able to kill him. Dude, Cyrus is the man. He lives he all is. the way. Now, now, in one of your things, that you said that he, the voice actor who plays Cyrus here, is also in yes, Morrowind. He is, uh, he's in Morrowind. He oh, does yeah. the voice of the male Redguard in Morrowind. He's the uh, standard Redguard voice for uh, yeah. all the Elder Scrolls games. 
Yeah, and he also does the voice of, um, I think it's Barius. Uh, basically, when you, as you finish the, um, the intro for Oblivion, the only blade that survives in the sewer, the one that basically tells you to, to go on and, and right. take, yeah, take the, uh, the amulet to Joffrey, he actually is also done by Cyrus. Same dude. Mm-hmm. So Cyrus is definitely the man. He's lived all the way from beginning of the second era to or the beginning of the third era to the end of the third era. That's right. That's right. The emperor is dead, and there is no heir to replace him. That's never happened before. Dude, I wonder if he's like um, uh, the Highlander. You know, <laughs> just keeps changing his name. There can be only know, one. Fifty years or so. <laughs> And he's so badass, he can take off a head with a rapier. Well, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and ask Liz about that. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that post today, uh, this week, was very strange from her. <laughs> Indeed it was. Oh <laughs> we have a lot of questions now about our Liz. <laughs> <laughs> we sure do. Um, okay, I'm making my way over. I think this is the temple over here. Uh, the temple is on the south side of the plaza, so... Um, guard in front of it. Okay. No, um, you are currently facing the north. Wow, that literally looks like an actual... Well, let, let's put it this way. There are several real-life religious cues that this uh, architecture is taking. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we looked at um, um, Anvil, I mean, we see some of the same things. But when you look through Suros Makai or um, the Alakir Desert in ESO, they definitely have that same sense of the oh, turreted... Domes uh, from the Middle East that we see in our own uh, world. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they. It really is such a striking game. Byzantine yeah. architecture. Um. <clears throat> okay, so that was the palace. Anyway, um. So opposite end of the of the um. Just keep going back south. The other side. The other yeah. side. Cross the bridge and. Just- I'll, uh, I'll try and uh, I'll try and find it because I, I, all I found over there from was was water, but um, we'll we'll see see if I can get it. Yeah, there's um, the, the big plaza there with the the crisscross bridge that is over the fountain. Yeah, it, it's the opposite side of the palace. Yeah. Okay, I think I got it. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, you're heading the yep, right there, way. There, Temple of Arche. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay, Mike, back over to you, good sir. So, uh, there's tons more to talk about, but, you know, we really wanted to keep our history of short today so that we could enjoy your suffering and <laughs> and talk about the 50 episodes. So, I'm going to turn it over to Mark, who's going to talk about this game. <laughs> uh, Mark, over to you. So, so the one... <laughs> I swear to God, you guys are trolling me with this game. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. Um, are you, are you really? I, I am, I am. Cause I, I actually, uh, I actually am having a really good time. And the reason why I'm having a good time is because knock on wood, it hasn't crashed yet. So, <laughs> so my frustration level is non-existent. Um, look at this guy. You haven't had to go see Nagita. Was it Nagita? Is that the guy's name? Uh, I'm about to see him now. Yeah, you haven't had to go see him yet where you, you know, have to do the, the you bridge done, jumping. Yeah, you haven't done the platforming yet. That's Which we're right. going to have to go to because that is all about where, you know, Bagheera, you know, started that trend in ESO where pretty much emptied a whole zone trying to get people to jump across the bridge. 
Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So hopefully we'll we'll make our way over there. Um, oh. <laughs> just uh, just before we head over to uh, the one and only Sonaris left in the world, uh, Mike, uh, Mark, rather. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> Again, I, you you chose two guys with M. Two guys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say thank you to uh, to our chat room. Thanks for coming on in and giving us the uh, happy fifty episodes uh, greeting. Of course, it's um, you know, it's it's very nice. It's very nice. So so thank you, folks, for coming on in. All right, Mike. Damn it! <laughs> Close enough. I can't freaking talk today. What the hell's the matter with me? <laughs> oh boy! Did you take the Benadryl? That was me all day today. <laughs> I, I don't know, but you know what it is. My head is just so filled with like all the other stuff that's that's going on in my life right now that you know this this just pushed it right over. <laughs> um, so yeah. Mark, so, our scenarist. I mean, I'm everyone. Everyone who's joined us today and who's listening, uh, listening in, of course. You know they're here because they they love the Elder Scrolls, and so of course they're looking at at, at the gameplay and they're thinking, "What is this?" <laughs> so, I, I think the best way to to explain this is to to go back in time for a bit. Now, imagine if you will that you've created an award-winning RPG series known for a massive world, immersive gameplay, freedom of choice to do whatever you want. You've decided to go further than you ever have before further than anyone in the industry has ever gone before. You're making a game that is going to change how RPGs are done from here on in. But it's going to take a while. You want to make sure that your your, uh, fans are hooked and are eagerly awaiting this, and you want to keep the funds coming in. So you're going to make spin-off series to cover the time between. First one's easy to do. It's almost done. And you're just going to take an expansion pack you were going to use for your last game, uh, and put it together. It's just a big dungeon crawl. It's it wor- You know those games work. Then, in fact, your initial game was based off the Ultima Underworld series, so you know it it would work. So you know, what about something else? How about something that focuses on on the st- a story of more than just killing monsters? Something that let you explore the world instead of just crawling in a dungeon. So you're thinking to yourself, you know, this Tomb Raider is popular, and it lets you move in 360 decision, or 360, you know, it lets you move in a 3D environment. You move like a tank, but you get to move in that environment. And and Warcraft, Warcraft is popular. Warcraft is doing a point-and-click adventure game that's coming out next uh, in 97. Let You know what? Let's combine the two. It'll be an instant classic. Now let's just stop right there for a second. Because it sort of seems like the same thing is happening at Bethesda all over again with the announcement of um, Elder Scrolls Legends being a, uh, a collectible uh, a collectible uh, card game for the, the Mac, PC, and, and um, iPad. Um, and, and, their, fire. <laughs> and their recent announcement about other things we've never done before. I wonder what that could mean. But I just want to call that out. Oh, oh, maybe maybe this means that we're going to find get a uh, a real time strategy game based on the war between the Ultima, uh, the Dominion, and the Empire. I tell you, that would be incredibly popular if you could play it like Risk, where you each got to you get like 
three or four friends or nine friends all got together and you got to pick your province and control the armies from that province during the Great War. You know, I had been about to say this sounds like a terrible idea, but I think you just made it sound awesome. Damn it, Mike! <laughs> I'd be into that. Oh, yeah. I'd be Todd that. Howard, call me. <laughs> <laughs> call me, we'll do lunch. Yeah. Now, uh, for anyone that isn't aware, uh, War- at about this period in time, Warcraft had only put out two games. The MMO wasn't even a glimmer in anyone's eye. And instead, they'd been working on a point, a LucasArts-style point-and-click adventure game called Lords of the Clan, detailing the basically the rise of Thrall, the eventual leader of the, the Orc Horde, and that ended up becoming part like books and everything else like that. So, you know, that game never actually ended up coming. Uh, n- that game never came out. Uh, Bethesda decided it wasn't up to their standard of quality, so they decided not to put it out. But they did Blizzard. put out. They did put out Redguard. Um, and it is one of a kind. It is a adventure game with puzzles and with a focus on a story. And there isn't a whole lot like it. I have to say. Um, at the best, the, the one of the things I love about this game is the voice acting. And uh, if our one unfortunately was uh, forced to to mute it because, well, frankly, otherwise we would be yelling over the different vo- characters as he just moved through the town. Yeah. And if you want the good voice acting, just watch Mark's stream. You can meet Mariah. Oh yeah. Oh Mariah <laughs> and Erasmo. Yes. Actually, you know, if anybody, you know, has been listening for a while, they know that uh, when Mark calls me or sends me a text message, it uh, goes off on the phone as Erasmo's uh, little thing there. And if he wants, he can actually send me a text now and everybody could hear his ringtone. Oh, and in that case... Oh, hey, there we go. I guess, uh, um, Mike, you're... uh... Mark, you're you're taking uh, taking care of that, huh? Well, I just just sent it. So well, it sounds like it. There we go. Transmission being sent. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was uh, teleprompter here. Or uh... yeah, no. Oh no. That's not it. You got to send directly. You can't use the. <laughs> oh. Sounds like the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I was a, about to say. That's a Varwin's uh, ringtone. Yeah, may, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we can catch this a little closer to uh, yeah, yeah. to the we'll, end we'll of the show. We'll worry about that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, so this game here. I mean, the game itself has an has a really good story. Uh, it focuses on a single character. Cyrus, and it details his search for his sister, and basically then uh, what becomes a very pivotal point in not only the for, uh, the history of the Red Guards, but in the formation of the Empire of Tiber Septim, because this game occurs during Tiber Septim's conquest of Tamriel. In fact, the Red Guard are, Red Guards are the last human kingdom that he will conquer. Um, and it is after this that he moves, puts his focus over to Morrowind. Uh, you see different things that will have. Um, 
that will basically echo down Jesus. throughout the... Sorry? <laughs> Getting a lot of feedback. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird, because, like, you know... <laughs> we've never had feedback when the phones have gone off before. No. That yeah. happens, though, when phones get old. Sometimes it starts uh, creating feedback uh, when we when we do podcasts. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put it on the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it could be Mark's. It, it could be. Uh, it could be Mike's. I, who knows? But um, forgiveness to our podcast listeners, please. Uh, we're we're dealing with uh, a lot of tech all at the same time, and most of it not from this century. Nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the classic days. Yes. Um, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh no, no, no problem. Yeah, 50 um, episodes. I finally got your name right. <laughs> only took 50 episodes. Yep. <laughs> only took uh, 50. What was I talking about just before we got cut off? Um, uh, Cyrus. Yes, Cyrus. So this is in a very important period in the history of Tamriel uh, and of the Red Guards. But it also then has uh, things that we will uh, we will see the repercussions of all throughout the series. You have images of um, you have the Imperials digging in uh, the the Dwemer ruins of Stros Mackay. Uh, you actually get to see pictures of the Numidium. Uh, this is actually the first time we get to see that, and this is the game that introduced us to the idea that, uh, well, one of the dwarves as they stand in Tamriel, but also that they were this highly technological society that mysteriously disappeared one day. Uh, so, this game, for as as clunky as it is, the the voice acting is with. Bear, with a few exceptions, the voice acting is horrible. It's clunky as hell. It's buggy as hell. The the fighting is, uh, the fighting is bad. To, you know, the controls are terrible. But the game itself is a landmark because this is where the this is where we see modern Tamriel. I we I joke a lot that nothing ever starts in arena. But frankly, if Arena gave us a map, Daggerfell gave us a very broad sketch of an outline, and then Redguard actually began to fill that outline in. Right. Uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, the, the tech for Redguard is um, embarrassing. Even, even well, you know, by today's standards, sure, of course, but, um, you know, maybe back then it was a little bit more suitable. Um, but the fact is, is that... Once you look past, you know the 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 clunkiness, like like um, Mark is saying, uh, you you really start to see the that uh, a modern Tamriel is really being fleshed out yeah. for the very first time. Um, and then, of course, you know Marwin picks up on on those on those features and really oh, breathes man. life into it. I think the thing that Marwin really brings to it really is the fact of character customization. Yes. Uh, because you're finally in a 3D environment. You know, you're not a, uh, a sprite. Uh, but this game here, you know, when when I complain about, like, PvP and you have to have skill and it shouldn't be relying on, you know, just, you know, the you know abilities in the game, which having to be balanced. Good I mean, day. literally, you know. Uh, go ahead. Cyrus right. here gets his saber and that's it. 
Yeah. Cyrus gets his saber and that's it. So the entire game, he doesn't get more powerful. You have to get better at playing the game. Yes. And that on the on the one hand, if your machine is not very good, like mine was back in the day when I first picked it up, uh, it can be frustrating as hell because you are not very, uh, you are just not able to react uh, quickly enough. Um, but at the same time, it adds a level of challenge that is frankly fitting to the game. And honestly, I find it, the combat here, while it's like driving a tank, I'm more engaged in the combat in this game than I am in Morrowind, where I feel I'm just smacking a button over and over as fast as I can. Yeah, I got to admit, uh, that's that's definitely something that that uh, I felt when you know while playing as well. Mm-hmm. But another mm. thing about this game is, it, it because you have a single character, his story is actually a very good one. You know, it's a very interesting one about. Um, the politics of family, uh, his, you know, redemption, betrayal, um, you know, all those classic good stuff. And they, the game drips with this just adventuresome swashbuckling atmosphere for every moment of it. You know, it's just a, despite its physical limitations, it is one of the games that I, I really recommend anyone that enjoys the Elder Scrolls play at least once. And yeah, you kind of have to struggle with it a bit, but once you get used to it, the story is worth the effort. Especially for what I call the massive oops moment that you run into near the end where, they, uh, where someone tries to bring someone back to life. It's, it's one of the most hilarious moments you'll ever see. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> well, I, you know it is. Consider uh, myself teased. <laughs> well, you know what? Eighteen-year-old game. Uh, so, <laughs> ba- ba- so spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, basically, there's this one point where uh, you get a soul gem and you need to bring a prince back, to, uh, the prince back to life. After a lot of effort, you find someone who will uh, who will do the job. She lays, she gets the gem, you find where the prince has been kept, his body has been kept in stasis so it doesn't rot or anything or decompose, and he's got his his ancestral sword on his chest. So after about, like, a hours, like, at least, you, you get the feeling it's like 10, 12 hour long ceremony, this woman, old, old woman, finally uh, performs this ritual, smashes the soul gem, all this magic flails around, and goes into the sword. So, oh. basically, it's like, okay, I'll bring him back to life. But the problem is she doesn't actually speak English. She, she speaks uh, Yakutan. So you get the feeling that maybe someone told her wrong and she decided to just level up her enchantment skill <laughs> instead of actually bringing the <laughs> prince back to life. <laughs> Takunk. <laughs> it, it's, it's just one of those... It's just one of those scenes where it's you know it it captures a a, a feeling of Excuse magic that in a magical world like Tamriel I've I've rarely had those moments captured in these games, but this it it does a great job of this build up and then it's just this oh you're kidding me moment. <laughs> All right. Um... Mark, anything, anything else uh, in regards to the uh, the the archives for for this particular uh, uh, episode? Not, not really. I mean, there's a couple of things in it in the game that 
you, you know, they, they kept that I was surprised that, like, in Morrowind, I found a massive, like, two-legged ballista that you find outside of the ruins here and uh, here. Uh, the Slodes and Nagasta become import, uh, important in later games. But there are other little facts that they that they leave along the way, like dragons being awake. They sort of sort of leave that alone. Um, the idea that Argonians are genderless is something that this game actually comments on, and again, something that it's dumped, as well as agoraphobic Bosma. Wow, really? So, so um, according to this game. Argonians are genderless. Well, basically, everyone's uh, Drikius, the the Argonian, who's mm. the uh, who's the bartender in Stros Mackay, He's referred to as an it. Uh, it's not something he ever comment uh, ever uh, corrects. And all the documentation that came with the game said that the Argonians themselves were like the Khajiit and were shaped by, according to the whims of the Hist. Huh. So. Yeah, it was one of those weird little little things that was put in and they haven't touched on ever since. I, I think it's something that they might have left behind simply because they had already decided that the, the you know, they already had one race that had multiple forms. So it would have just been a bit easier to not, you know, or it would have been a bit more interesting to have the Argonians be something different from the Khajiit. Mm. But yeah. And again, like also agoraphobic Bosmer. The justification for that is that the trees in Valenwood uh, form such a thick canopy that ha- not having a green sky above them actually causes uh, Bosmers to become nervous. <laughs> hey, Varwin, if you follow the road after you cross the bridge there out into the desert, uh, eventually you'll get to the uh, jumping puzzle bridges. Okay. So all you gotta do is just follow the road through the desert there. All right, I guess we'll uh, we'll we'll start doing that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So oh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I really have to say about this game. Uh, I really do. I really highly suggest anyone that enjoys the Elder Scrolls give it a shot. Um, I believe it's available on Good Old Games, uh, you know, GOG.com or something. Uh, we aren't receiving any money or anything from that. We're not. This is not a paid advertisement or anything. It's just I do suggest playing the game. Or if you don't want to play, if you just want to see the game, you can check out our Other YouTube direction. channel where I've actually uh, played through the entire game. So, and I do suggest watching that if only to see me fall into the lava about a million and a half times. <laughs> yeah, that's you know right. what's hilarious is I found that there's. Um, uh, what do they call them? Like it's like a flow chart where you know, if yes, then go here. If no, then go there. There's actually like three or four different ways to actually complete the mission without even going through the lava lord. Uh, uh, no, no, actually, um, uh, that was while I was playing through. It turns out you do have to complete each path. It's just they you don't have to follow one specific path over the Ooh. other in 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 an order. Okay, because I did the one where you uh, climb on the buildings uh, in town uh, with the jumping puzzle there to get to the the wall, follow the wall around. Um, okay, so, Avar, when you're going into town on the road, you want to turn around, cross the bridge, and when the road ends, it becomes a dirt road, and you just follow that through the desert. This would be a lot easier if there was a freaking map. 
Yeah, you gotta go into the desert, kill someone, and take their map. Oh, yeah. God. So you're going into town now, this way? Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I get you. <laughs> yeah, because you get to the end of the road, and you're like, you turn around, and you run back the other way. I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> All right, um, okay, let's, let's head over to uh, our fast question of the week, guys. Okay. So, so let's see. When, um, <laughs> obviously Elder Scrolls is a, uh, characterized as a open world RPG and that's the way we like it but would you like to see the Elder Scrolls Adventure series you know like Red Guard like Battlespire would you like to see that come back Mike oh god yes uh, these games they're they're very short and uh, you know very fun to play Mark uh, yes less less Battlespire much more Red Guard hmm um, I think it would be interesting to to at least see uh, what they would do with that. Um, yeah, I would definitely be interested in in seeing it too. Um, I wouldn't want them to take like you know historical characters that we already know about. I think the direction that they they went with with Redguard um, was very good. You know, have have a, a, a character you play as one character. Um, it's it's their story. Uh, it's a brand new story, and it's set in a in a very tiny area of of Tamriel. I think having little things like that sort of just makes Tamriel feel much bigger. Yeah, because it's not just you know this uber important person like the Navarine or the Dragonborn. It's you know Joe Smith that you know lives in Cyrodiil that you know comes to find you know this ancient. Um, you know, ruin and enters into it. And, you know, you get 10 to 20 hours of gameplay. It's, you know, cheap game type of thing. Oh, sorry. Uh, of our win, definitely save before you really start to do this puzzle. Because oh. <laughs> you, you get so far out, and then if you fall into the water, sharks eat you. Oh! Good to know. <laughs> All right, here we yeah, go. And, Saving. You know, this, you know, you know, Mark had what? What do you think? 30 hours of gameplay doing all of the the entire thing, you know, while streaming it, you know, answering questions, doing little lore things. Um, yeah. Well, that's it, guys. We got our first crash of the night. <laughs> crashed with the save? Huh? Crashed with the save? Crashed, crashed with the save. Um, can anyone uh, check to see if we're actually still streaming on... on uh, yeah, I mean, it's no, still, we're, going. We're still going. We're still going. Still going. So... Oh, I, I love the... Uh, it hasn't caught up to where you are in terms of, like, the save yet, so... Okay. No, no, it, yes, it has. It's, oh, he's it's just putting after in... After these no. messages thing. Okay. <laughs> after these messages, we'll oh. be right back. Oh, that brings me back. <laughs> Can you at least hear our voices? I mean, are we just completely defunct at the moment? Uh, let me turn the volume back on. Because I'm not sure if you can hear us. Yeah, I can hear it coming through. You can hear it coming through? All right, yeah. cool, good. At least we're still, you know, somewhat entertaining for people at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try and load this. Okay. All right, it doesn't uh, seem like... Oh, I'm hitting the wrong Okay, load. <laughs> there we go. All right, looks like we're we're good. I think we're good. Are we? Are we good? Are we good? Are we there? I don't know. I don't know if we're good. We're going to have to figure this out. Oh, ah! 
Still less complicated than Morrowind. <laughs> I mean, when you think about this, these kind of games and the potential that they have, I mean, you know, the Elder Scrolls is such a huge world. So, you know, be able to do like a 30-hour just adventure game, you know, they give you the character, you know, it, all of the stuff, the history and the background are already there. You don't have to flesh any of it out. It would, you know, I think be very enjoyable for a lot of people. Uh-oh, and here's the first uh, shark attack. Fell, fell right in. And there's there's little gray triangles swirl, swirling around. <laughs> so now these are the bridges that uh, Bagheera decided that, you know, we should all try and jump to get through uh, about a month ago. <laughs> I love the fact that when you're on Stress Makai, there is a representation of this whole area in Elder Scrolls Online. With a lot of details. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this was the thing. When when I first tried the beta of Elder Scrolls Online, uh, first I played Daggerfall, so the mm. first, or the, the Covenant, so the first thing that it dropped, did was drop me off in Stros Mackay. And I actually went and stopped my play and, uh, and at. <laughs> Kraken. The Kraken, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually stopped what I was di- what I was doing and dug out my my Red Guard the map that came with my Red Guard game and actually started comparing it and it is unbelievably close. I mean there are differences. The Stros Makai in uh, ESO has a whole bunch of different um, uh, you know all the Dwemer tech uh, attached to things and the buildings are laid out differently. But frankly, it really is a very good representation. And of any of like the comparisons, this is the one that would be the most appropriate because the distance between this is only what hundred and something years between this and ESO. Yeah, um, it's like four hundred years or something like three, four hundred years. Yeah, because uh, you know it's just after Tiber Septon completed the uh, conquest in the. Uh, oh wow, that was a good. Oh, team. nice catch. Um, at the end of the second era. So, you know, I mean, ESO is only, I think, 220, I want to say, years before Septum is born. So, you know, wow. Barwin makes some really good catches there. Hey, you yeah. know, beginner's luck. I would have thought it was, you know, decades of uh, 90s gameplay uh, growing up. I could say that, but let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's just luck. Oh, talk to the boatman. Okay, so, so, um, so we say we're all on board, right, for for Elder Scrolls Adventures series to actually come back, and and would we want to see like, um, and, and we'll we'll have this be like the last question. Um, do we want to see it go in the direction of like a Telltale game sort of series where it's like extremely cinematic? Or do you want to see kind of like where it is right now with Red Guard and Battlespire, where it's just very arcade? Go ahead, uh, Mark. I really, you know what? I really do think that I would love to see a uh, Telltale game style Elder Scrolls. I think that um, the, I, I think that I would love to have a game that does focus on the stories. Like I, honestly, I would like to see many more novels, little better quality, little more adventuresome than the ones they did put out but I would love to see a novel series because it's such a deep world there's so many stories to be told I really feel they need to be telling them and I think that having a cinematic game actually would work very well 
I, I tend to agree. I think um, I think something like that would be would be cool. But um, I, I, I'm you know, Mike, you mentioned you mentioned me being a child of the '90s and and, and uh, cutting my teeth under under uh, the video games in the '90s and the '80s. Um, I got to admit, I'd really be interested in more like a um, arcade sort of feel to to a single player Elder Scrolls story. Uh, come back. What about you, Mark? Uh, Mike. Well, if we're gonna, do, if if we were to do uh, a Telltale game, we would definitely have to do the Lusty Argonian. Lusty <laughs> <laughs> Argonian. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> but uh, as frightening as something like that would be. Um, but I think it'd be really cool to have, sure, um, so. you know, like if the, you know, because you don't have to pick one or the other. But you know, there's so many good stories to have, like the, the novelization type games, the Telltale games. You know, would be really cool because you could, you know, actually tell a story with really good graphics at points and you know, cinematography. Um, but you know, I think the this kind of game here, you know, obviously better graphics, better controls, right. modernization type of thing would allow for a really cool adventure style game oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. all right let's move into our discussion topic history and memories of elder scrolls games and classic elder scrolls uh so so it's obviously it's the 50th episode folks and uh, we want to take this time to sort of reflect on the past of uh, of our show classic elder scrolls uh, now, Mike, um, you did uh, you did a fantastic job just sort of like formatting the you know the show uh, this episode uh, itself. I, I mean, uh, why don't you lead us off here a little bit with some of your ideas on this? Okay. So uh, before we begin, though, if instead of your sword, if you equip gold, you can actually pay the boatman to go to Nagasta's island. Um, so the original thing here is we wanted to reflect back. So, you know. Varwin hopefully here will give us um, a concept of, you know, what the show was about. Why did we even start Classic Elder Scrolls? Uh, you know, and just reminisce on that kind of concept. Um, and then, you know, what, you know, do I remember of my first episode? What does Mark remember of his first episode? Some uh, things that have changed, some things that haven't changed. Um, how has the show progressed over the years? So, um, with that, um, you know, of our one, why did we even start Classic Elder Scrolls? Why, why did this even happen? Yeah. <laughs> why are we putting you through this punishment? <laughs> um, really, it started um, to, to answer a, um, a demand from our listeners. You know, with... Um, and I think I, I may have said this a few times, but um, if not, we'll, we'll say it once more. Um... Elder Scrolls uh, Off the Record was actually about to get canceled. Um, when it was Skyrim Off the Record, I think we were like episode 30 or so. Um, maybe even earlier than that. It was somewhere in, maybe in the mid-20s. Uh, Joe Wilson and I we were talking about uh, shutting the show down because Skyrim was um, becoming less of a uh, an effective talking point. And then... <clears throat> they announced Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> and we were like, wow, now now there's a talking point if there ever had been one. 
Um, so we decided to change the show into uh, from Skyrim off the record to Elder Scrolls off the record. This way we can not only talk about Skyrim, but of course Elder Scrolls Online and uh, all of the other Elder Scrolls games. And, and with that sort of coming to the forefront uh, on, on the show, um, people were really craving discussion about the other Elder Scrolls games, not just Elder Scrolls Online. And the problem we were having was there was so much information that really needed to get reported on on Elder Scrolls Online, there was no time. Unless, of course, we wanted to do a four to five hour show, almost literally, to cover <laughs> anything else. <laughs> so there was this need for classic discussion and no time in which to talk about it. So... Um, we were looking at new ways to sort of um, branch out other than just iTunes mm. and um, YouTube had been a thing that we hadn't really considered because we're, we're a podcast network, not a, not a video network. So we just sort of said, let's, um, let's, let's plan out a week where we just make a big push into YouTube and we'll do a bunch of live streams and just throw it onto a YouTube channel and see what, what happens. And one of the themes that we wanted to go with was uh, classic games, and that that sort of um, took hold. It was supposed to be a like a Friday night stream that I was doing, just for classic, just classic games. And a couple of episodes into into that stream, people were really calling for the show to turn into a podcast, and that's mm -hmm. sort of where it came from. Oh, that's cool. Because I remember, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, I've been listening through that entire period and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, really was into Skyrim and, you know, mm. was still very um, tepid about the concept of, a, of an MMO coming out. Uh, never having played one before, you know, investment of the money and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, so I remember, you know, seeing that some of the streams were, were being done and I think I caught one of them. And then was just really excited when it was coming out in podcast because that's really how I consumed uh, QGN's media was through podcast. Right. Um, and so I was really excited to hear that it was coming to podcast. And, you know, the big trope that I, you know, that was, I found the funniest part was, you know, the game that shall not be named. <laughs> it's like the, the Voldemort of, you know, the Elder Scrolls community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, so, you know, to, to, to have this forum for, you know, we are going to pick a game and play it, you know, was a, a really good, um, you know, way, I think, to separate it away from the main flagship uh, ESOTR. Uh, yeah, I mean, th that's the reason why we took such a hardline stance against Elder Scrolls Online for this show. It was really to just sort of say to, to listeners, like, listen, we're not joking. All right, this new this new version of Elder Scrolls Off the Record is not a new version of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. It's not the same show, and th both shows have seriously benefited from Classic being so different in format and in feel. Um, because now people can listen to Elder Scrolls Off the Record, and they know what they're getting. They know they're getting the contemporary Elder Scrolls game being reported on. Um, and talked about and gameplay wise with with a little bit of everything else as it comes for the hosts with classic 
they know they're getting a full-on video stream with a supporting podcast um, and it, a, a serious focus on lore and and how the series has been for us playing while growing up. Yeah, and like I came to uh, the QGN about two or three months before the actual release of ESO, and I was going back through the um, to the backlog of uh, off the record episodes, and I see oh. Hey, there's stuff about the classic stuff. Oh, oh, Daggerfall. I have to see how the how they thought what they thought about Daggerfall. And just, you know, it became one of these things I was constantly listening to. And it was just it was great to have that over here we have that the talk of the one thing and then here we have this discussion about these classic games that frankly it re- it reminded me at the time, I hadn't actually gone back and replayed any of them in a very long time. I'd only uh, recently gotten, an, uh, maybe a few, uh, about a year or so before, gotten an, uh, an Xbox and, or been able to pick up a copy of Skyrim and actually get back into the series. Because before then, I just hadn't had machines that would handle any of the games. And I had to, you know, since Morrowind. And uh, Oblivion, my machine had been pretty crappy for as well. But it was just, it, it really helped get me back into how much I had loved these games. And just remind, you know, and in their whole. There's been um, a couple of emails that we've received <clears throat> where um, people have, have told us very similar things. Like, you know, um, I, I, I checked out Classic on a whim because there was nothing else to listen to. And um, you know what? I was knocked out by by you know what what you're doing there, and it, it really got me back into Skyrim. It got me back into Oblivion. It got me back into Morrowind. And um, you know that's probably one of the highest compliments that I think you could probably give you know myself, Mark, and Mike here, because you know, especially um, uh, Mike and and Mark, you know these guys work real hard on on this show, and you know this the show has grown tremendously since we've actually had it turned into a podcast and I'm sure we're about to get into that in just a few minutes um, but in uh, in 50 episodes you know uh, Mike and Mark really just have turned the idea of classic and really just um, made it something really special and uh, it's it's cool to, to hear from our listeners like I love ESO I love Skyrim but those games are so cool you kind of forget how much you love the other games as well and it's great to hear that someone out there is taking them as seriously as as we did 10 years ago and and doing a great job of talking about the lore and all that yeah well, i remember my interview for you know becoming a host here yeah i was really nervous about the entire thing and uh you know but Avarwin is like you know we need somebody to come in and um you know, part of it was like, okay, you know, how much, how many hours do you think you have in Skyrim? And, and it was close to a thousand hours at that point in time. And Morrowind, and it was like a couple hundred. And uh, Oblivion, a couple hundred. And Daggerfall, what the hell is Daggerfall? I've never even opened, you know, I knew what it was, but I never, you know, no way that I played. And I still, I think, only have like 35 minutes in Daggerfall because I have broken furniture because of Daggerfall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I've got more logged into Redguard than I have in Daggerfall, you know, because I've actually completed quite a bit of this game. Um, 
you know, and so I felt, you know, it was such a great honor to be asked to come and, you know, be a, a part of this show. Uh, and, uh, then, and then you, know, you found out what it was really like. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's jerks. <laughs> and you regretted it's it the Titanic. Time. Where's my life jacket? <laughs> Jumping off this ship. <laughs> um, but, you know, I went back and listened to a couple of our episodes yesterday and today uh, before I started. And um, I don't know if you guys have done the same thing, but uh, it was really interesting. That first episode uh, where you had Morikyu and um, uh, Supa on, and you know the the entire format was: everyone's going to play a game, and the three guys are going to hang out, and okay, we're going to pull some discussion topics off of uh, the Elder Scrolls forums and just talk about it. Uh, I'm glad you used the adjective "interesting," um, other than its its real adjective, which was. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, it was, you know, it it really had no format. I mean, it was three guys sitting around talking about, you know, some concepts. Um, well, Avarwin played the game, right? And you know how they, you know, went about playing the game, you know, in Skyrim. Should help. Um, yeah. Which was so, totally intentional, by the way. Uh, the the original idea of the format of this show was. As believe it or not, okay, I actually thought this was a good idea. Um, as formless as possible, because we we wanted to we wanted to take what we the, we wanted classic to be the antithesis of of what Elder Scrolls Off the Record is to drive home the point that this is not going to be the same thing and it's worth listening to. Um, but we also wanted it to be a video format, so the the gameplay in the stream was really the star of the show here. Um, and not necessarily, you know, the discussion point, but, you know, later on we realized that, you know, maybe that's not such a good idea. Maybe maybe having actual discussion points and melding the two together um, is a far better show. And, and um, listeners certainly agree with that. Yeah. Now, I, I remember uh, my own interview. Well, frankly, I remember when I even decided to uh, to apply for uh, for the hosting position. Ba basically, um, whenever I would listen to classic, I would sometimes just have these moments where I wanted to jump in and say something because you know, like I either disagreed with something that uh, the group someone was saying or. And, like, whenever I'm listening to a podcast or something, it's very rare I get that, you know, interested in something. Um, and But I found that with with Classic, that was something I kept finding came up. And, of course, then when the, the call for applications came out, I found myself sort of... I'm a very shy guy in, in real life. I just... I'm... It, it takes me a lot to... to to get to, you know, put myself out there. But I felt that if I didn't actually try to apply, like, at least make the effort, I was going to regret it. So I sat down and I wrote out the an email to sort of explain who I was and the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm really new to this and I haven't really been involved in the community a huge amount. And, you know, and I figured, okay, I'll throw that out and... Then I got the you know the email back that oh yeah sure no let's set up a an appointment and when we when we finally sat down for the the interview I was unbelievably nervous and frankly I those I was nervous 
for I think three or four episodes in, if not, yeah, probably about three or four episodes in, simply because I was sure that I was going to be told that, you know, you're a great guy, but it's not really working out. And but honestly, I Mark, I keep thinking that I'm going to get told that every time, you know, that we we come in. <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, last time you didn't send me the, the the notes, I got nervous. Oh my god, he fired me. <laughs> you're uh, you guys are not nearly that lucky. Sorry, you're you're stuck with me. <laughs> but no, I mean it's just been one, a great experience all around. Just to come in and and talk about this stuff and hear people's responses and yeah, I mean like it's I'm just thrilled that I took the chance and you guys took the chance with me. Well, well, let's let's uh let's be honest here. I mean, um when when we did, you know, both in turn um uh Mark and and Mike, you know, when when we did the interviews and, and the same thing actually goes for um pretty much everybody on the network. It was a slam dunk. Every every host that we actually have on on QGN um, and and most especially the two of you guys, you guys are. It was it was an obvious decision. It was an obvious choice. Um, going through you know all the different points and how like ridiculously overqualified in Elder Scrolls the two of you were. It was like listen, this these are the guys that that I'm gonna need in order to you know bridge the gap. Um, between my my shortcomings in this series and um, the weaknesses that I happen to bring to the table for you know X amount of reasons, these are the guys that are able to make the show great. Whereas if it were just me, it would be bad. It, it was just blatantly obvious. Um, so <laughs> there's there's there was no way that that I I wasn't gonna just you know send out the offer to you guys because it was obvious that you were extremely you know you, you knew what you were talking about um so yeah go ahead, so, Mark. Go ahead. Uh, my first episode was the chain hall episode for those that uh you know remember uh and uh we talked we went through oblivion and we talked about you know the architecture and the quests and stuff like that in jaden hall and uh, i you know listening to it you know yesterday i'm like wow i was so freaked out and nervous you know, yes. during that show <laughs> but I still have some bad habits like cutting people off that still progress today <laughs> oh yeah no I and mine was the uh, the Akaviri and yeah. again like yeah I same thing I was so unbelievably nervous and you know I still get nervous and whatnot every once in a while or at least trip over my own words but you know it was it was still a blast. It was still just a really fun thing to get involved in. First episode that uh, that I did of, of Classic, um, I remember thinking to myself, I'm not sure how long this is going to last. Because as, as, as fun as it might be for me to stream, being able to stream and talk effectively about a discussion topic is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, and there was just no test for that uh, before we went live. And it was very, very hard. On top of that, we're, I was literally pulling discussion points from the Elder Scrolls forums on, on Bethesda's website. And, you know, those, those forums, they might be active, but 
people don't post in there in droves every single day. Like you might get a few solid, really good posts once a week. You might get a couple, but a lot of it is, it, they go dry. The discussion on the show might go dry. And I, <laughs> I had no idea when I was done with that first episode, I thought to myself, there's a lot of, of, of factors here. Um, I was not aware of when we first started, when, when we came up with the idea of actually doing the show. And I just, I got to find a way to make sure that I can keep the show, its discussion points interesting. And I have to become better at streaming and talking effectively. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do that. What's, what's hilarious is those first three, that first episode, that first three topics, one was survival in the Elder Scrolls games. Should thirst and hunger, you know, be included? Uh, what would we like to see in Elder Scrolls Six, and where should Elder Scrolls Six be set? <laughs> and those three topics pretty much are pervasive on, I'd say, almost a bi-monthly basis that we cover at least one of them during that time period. And so it's like, okay, you know, some things never change. <laughs> yeah, this is what we want to know. This is. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing that is obviously never changed is Avarwin still has trouble with lockpicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I, I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm out of lockpicks. I gotta go buy some more lockpicks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You hear the, 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 the game in the background, then you hear, damn it! <laughs> it, it. And, you know, it's just funny that after 50 episodes... Still not great at lockpicking, are you? <laughs> no. Even after we did the whole one episode there to go get the skeleton key. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and I can, I can, I can tell that that was that was a moment where say, apparently that was a, a make or break moment. It, w it was either if Armin goes and gets this damn thing, or I'm leaving the show and screw him because I can't <laughs> take this anymore. <laughs> All right. Um. So, so we've so, had some major changes in the, the format. I mean, we went from, you know, discussion topics, reform type of thing, to some major changes. I mean, our shows now are theme-based. Uh, you know, so we actually pick a topic and, you know, craft the lore around it and the gameplay around it. Which and, is something uh, uh, archives. Mike brought that to the table, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also added contiguous gameplay, title play. So... We do blocks of games. So after this special episode here, we're going to go back to Morrowind. Don't you guys, you know, fret on that. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we will be going back to Morrowind for a couple more episodes uh, to work on concepts of the Thieves Guild. And then, as always, we do the big follow-up uh, now as a guild event so that all of our listeners and fans can come play with us in ESO and, you know, participate in concepts that we, you know, brought to a month or a month and a half's worth of classic Elder Scrolls. So, how did that get started? I know there was like a special I, set of circumstances, and I think you couldn't was... make um, the one Saturday morning. That's right, Sunday morning. And I said, you know what? We got this. Don't worry. Mark and myself will do something. And we're like, since the boss isn't here, we're gonna play. And we're like, let's go play ESO <laughs> so that we can play together. <laughs> yeah, and we did a whole run around the Ilias Bay while I basically spoiled the entirety of Daggerfall for everyone involved. I'll tell you what. Now, now that this is you know this is obviously what happens when um, I'm at work uh, and uh, way past uh, when I think I'm going to be there. I, I'll tell you what happened. I, I got I had to arrest somebody that day. 
And the next day was was going to be classic. And I worked so late into the night, um, and I think I was still at work, actually, when classic was going, still working on that arrest. And you're not a morning person to begin with. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd be up in prepper and ready to go early in the morning Sunday, you know, two cups of coffee. I get the text message from a foreign, I still got to make coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so miserable. That was miserable. The, the way we were recording this show, um, I remember just being absolutely miserable during the show. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, up until recently, when we were doing it, you know, uh, in the morning like that, I hated, I hated being here. I did not want to be here. I was just absolutely miserable. I, I love recording. I love doing this show. And it was really upsetting me that you know, I was just so miserable doing something that I naturally enjoyed. It took all the fun out of it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Which was another huge change that this show went through. Yeah, I mean, now it's a night. It's back to being. It went from, you know, classic Elder Scrolls night to classic Elder Scrolls and done Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock to back on classic Elder Scrolls night, you know, on a random. Um, based on your work assignment mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's just far better for um it's just far better i think for for the show uh where it's done on a day that i'm able to dedicate the entire day just to preparing for the show and, and whatnot so i think it just pushes out a better quality a better quality show um, Mike, what are some other changes that that classic has gone through? Oh, let's see. You know, we've had our first guest. Uh, you know, that was a big thing. I mean, you know, this person actually came from the outside community. So uh, we had uh, a gentleman come in who made uh, Daggerfall for Unity as our first uh, guest, and um, you know, so oh, yeah, that Gavin. Was a, yeah, Gavin, that was yeah. a huge change for us right there because. Yeah, this was literally just a streaming show for a while. You know, we're just going to play the thing and, you know, to the fact that, you know, we've, you know, now brought in a guest and we've batted around ideas of how can we get some more of the Bethesda people to come on the show to talk about, you know, their experiences having worked at Bethesda or something like that. So it, it's really shaped up to go from just being a streaming show to, to actually bringing um, material for our listeners. Yeah, uh, that was sort of a moment when, when the show really, like you were saying, it stopped being um, just a stream-centered sort of thing and, and really started to actually flesh itself out as a podcast. Um, and certainly, you know, going, uh, you know, just to backtrack for a second, uh, back to, you know, allowing the show to actually cover Elder Scrolls Online uh, to some degree in a regular format... Um, that was a huge change for, for this show, too, and, and it was one I was very nervous about. Yeah, I think the thing that made it work well is because, you know, we used the Elder Scrolls Online format to as a recap for our listeners to say, okay, remember, you know, two episodes ago, we talked about, you know, how, you know, this building was here, and, you know, this architecture, and this city, and we did the history on this and how it's changed through the game. So now here we can see it all together and play together as a group. We're not going to do any questing. We're not going to be doing anything of that nature. 
We are literally just going to, you know, walk around and have a tour of the area. Right. ESO is going to serve as a portal to the discussion we've been having the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, it's been nice because, I mean, we've seen so much that we would not have seen if we were trying to quest together. You know, like the, you know, the Two Brothers of Strife episode when we did Morrowind. Or the uh, Sword of... um, in uh, the Alakir, sticking out of the desert. Yeah. Uh, yes. Things like that. Um, okay. With so many things that have changed. What are... <laughs> there are some things that just never change, guys. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> some things just never change, no matter what you're doing. Um... Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the things, some of the, some of the funny things about classic that just in fifty episodes, it's just they've never changed. And let's face it, they'll just it will never change. <laughs> yes, we, we've already seen at least one of those uh, those tropes tonight. Ah, uh, like, yes. Like... Uh, yeah. Let's let's be honest. Every single time we cover Morrowind, okay, the game's just gonna crash. <laughs> that's just something that's never going to change. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Yep. That's uh and and of course here we had a crash today. So so uh so just you know, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> we just got to get used to it. Some things never change when uh when we're going this deep into uh classic classic uh games in the series. Some things are never going to change. The game is just going to crash. Uh Mike, what about you? There's some things that just, just, just don't, are not going to change. Well, you know, uh, we are not going to be changing me reading books or shying away from them. And, uh, you know, I know that I could probably Excellent. do better with pronunciation of some of these uh, esoteric names that uh, we come across. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, the best one in my mind uh, had to be uh, my Freudian slip. Uh, episode 43. And uh, I'll actually read the part here. Okay. Uh the shops and guilds are arranged in a line with their backs to the east wall and the channels of the river between the chapel and the shops and the guild are Breville's ransackled sluts and tenements. But <laughs> 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 I just carried on and then realized, oh my God, I just said instead of slums, sluts. <laughs> the, sl- the sluts of Breville. <laughs> so episode 43, the sluts of Breville. <laughs> The tourism rate in Breville went up after that episode came out, I hear. Some gold. This yeah. Very, very disappointed, and, us, uh, unfortunately. Know, and then Liz, uh, you know, definitely uh, in the chat here. And the dirty books. <laughs> you know, reading about the uh, plundering with the Thieves of Virtue in our last episode. Uh, what was that? Almost a month ago now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So some things are never going to change, guys. Sometimes, sometimes Mike's going to say something uh, while while reading, and it's you're not too sure if you heard what you just heard. Yes, and while we're <laughs> supposed to be a, a, a clean podcast, that's not a mature rating. The the game is a mature rating, so we'll try and keep the swearing down. But yeah. you know the 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 violence and uh, you know all of the the sex presented in Lusty Argonian and the Thief of Virtue. Yeah, we're going to cover that. So you know. <laughs> on a very special episode, <laughs> yeah. a classic After Dark. <laughs> We're gonna bring Liz in to read the female parts. <laughs> we'll Maybe call it the. Uh, will come in with and read some of the female parts too. Yeah, it's a classic Skinamax edition. 
Um, Mark. Mark. Oh, things, things that aren't going to change. Yeah. Um, you making mistakes about our names? Mm. Uh, That's right, Mike. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I meant Mark. <laughs> th- things, things never being in arena. Never <laughs> being in arena. <laughs> That that one's just gonna that one's just never going to get old. <laughs> because it's always going to be true. Yeah. Um, but I think that my, if I had to pick a favorite moment, it's it would have to be uh, the wall humping in episode what was it? <laughs> episode thirty one, Daggerfall the Unique. Uh-huh. Where um, for any, just as a reminder, a refresher, you had to basically clear out um, uh, evil spirits in a house, and the game ended up putting these uh, zombies up in the attic. And the only way into the attic was a ladder, and we couldn't activate the ladder. You had to go into cursor mode and click on it, and I didn't think of it, and we none of us thought about doing that, and so I ended up suggesting that well, since you don't have a levitation ability. You have to climb, and in order to climb, which you can do in Daggerfall, you need to get into the right position and walk against the wall for a couple of seconds until the character starts climbing. And what followed was, what, 20 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes of just humping the wall, trying to get up there and not doing it. Right, because I don't give up for anything. So, and I seriously thought that was going to be the last time we ever played Daggerfall or talked about Daggerfall <laughs> on the show ever again. I figured the show was going to be Skyrim, Oblivion, and that was it. Because was it. Uh, Morrowind crashes for him all the time. Daggerfall is such a pain in the you know where, <laughs> and Arena doesn't have any Elder Scrolls stuff other than a map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get so limited on what we can talk about. The, the scope of this show is immediate, has gotten uh, much much more narrow in recent events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was tough to recover from for a while. I, I was pretty upset. But you took it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, we'll say, you know what? So did that wall. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that oh thump. my! <laughs> Oh boy! All right, so um, all right, enough enough reminiscing, guys. I think it's time we uh, I, the the listeners have earned it. Uh, they've they've been uh, sitting by, waiting, wondering who's going to win, who's going to win our contest, who is going to be lucky enough to get an, uh, a painting from Mike sent out to them. Okay, so I'm going to actually post this little video on Twitter here. So the mud crab is in the bag. I'm going to grave the bag and reach in, mix them up a little bit, and... Okay, so so what Mike is doing right now is he's reaching into... We've got we got a okay. bunch of... We've got a ton of emails, all right? He's reaching into a bag. He's he's pulling out from all the emails a crumpled up email. The I believe Mike has the winner right now. Yep. All right. Okay, who, so... Who is... Post that little video here. Uh, video. So... We Who's have the winner, it Mike? from Kevin Traham. Ke- so he is the winner. So Ho- hold on, heads- hold on, one more time. Kevin Trahan. Trahan. T R E H A N. Kevin Trahan. T R E H A N. Kevin Trahan. You are the winner of our email contest. Congratulations. Do, 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 do. 
Congratulations, <laughs> Kevin Trahan. Um, all right, Mike. Go ahead. Okay, so read uh, read off his email. I've had so many memorable moments playing the Elder Scrolls, from booting up Arena for the first time to running around aimlessly in Skyrim catching butterflies. Bethesda knows how to make experiences that can be incredibly engaging. One of the more recent epic experiences I had was in Skyrim, during the part of the main quest where you go with Esbern and Delphine to read Alduin's Wall in Skyhaven Temple. As we neared the entrance to the temple, we stumbled into a Forsworn camp. There must have been more than 15 of the rebels, so I summoned an Atronach to aid us in battle, as did Esbern. About a minute or so into the fight, I heard the shrieking roar of a dragon. I searched the skies to see which direction it was coming from. I found not one, but two dragons heading our way. The Forsworn camp immediate camp rapidly turned into a chaotic clash of three opposing sides. Nearly 30 minutes later, later, I emerged victorious as I climbed upon the last dragon's head and plunged my sword deep into its skull. Oh. It was perhaps the single most exhilarating battle I've ever had in an Elder Scrolls game. I really wish I had recorded that moment so I could experience again. So, keep calm and call Batman is how he ended it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Kevin Trahan, congratulations. Uh, we actually got a, we actually, yeah, Mike, you actually picked out a really good, uh, really good email. That was, that was good. Yeah. And I'm going to post a little video with, uh, it to Elder Scrolls OTR so everybody can see me pull it out, you know, and see everything else in the bag. So, you know, that way everybody knows, you know, and, you know, no foul play or anything. All right. Now, now, Kevin, uh, here's what you need to do. You need to email us at Elder Scrolls off the record at gmail.com include a screenshot that you would like for Mike to turn into a painting and then also include your mailing address so Mike can mail that painting out to you now don't worry about shipping we're gonna take care of all of that okay uh, no, 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 none of that <laughs> don't worry about shipping or anything like that okay we will take care of that for you so just make sure you email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com with the screenshot and your mailing address, um, and we'll we'll get it out to you as um, as soon as um, uh, as soon as Mike is done with the painting. Now, now, Mike, realistically speaking, I mean, how how long does it take for you to actually once you get this screenshot in your hands? How long do you so think it's going to take? So we're talking somewhere between three and six weeks, depending on the intricacies of it. Um, you know, so obviously, I mean, if he, you know, emails you tonight with a screenshot, you know, he could theoretically have this. So, Mark, sometime mid-April, you know, um, you know, that's how much work goes into it. So, uh, you know, so hopefully, you know, okay. uh, he'll get uh, back to us and, uh, you know, uh, we will hear from him and, you know, he'll have that painting uh, in the spring. Maybe what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll email him back too. I mean, I don't want to wait until he happens to to listen to this episode. Yeah, you've got the email addresses. I get the forwards from this OTR, so I don't have his email or anything like that. Right. So, well, actually, I do have it. It's at the bottom here. Um, but uh, you know, that way, uh, you know, he will you know know that uh, he won, and uh, you know, we'll be able to do that. Okay. All right. Um. Again, congratulations goes out to uh, to Kevin. Liz, you're such a perv. Well, what is she? Liz is in the chat room? <laughs> yeah, she's in the chat room. And her comment was, 
Mark is. Oh, it's actually Mark. She said, "Mark is going to post a video of himself pulling it out." In quotations. Oh Lord! I figured someone <laughs> would pick up on that. And I, I, I pointed out other M hosts, Liz. Other M hosts. <laughs> <laughs> other M host. Oh, Mike, you're so funny. <laughs> I met Mark. <laughs> All right, guys. Um. Listen, that is that is the end of uh, that is the end of, of our particular episode here. But um, but but fret not, okay? I know some people in the chat room are saying like, uh, are they are they doing any more? Is this is this the last one? No, it's not. It's not the last one. We're just we're just marking uh we're just marking an achievement, especially for this show because this show was actually almost canceled maybe two or three times. Definitely two. It might have been a third. Um, certainly when. Uh, the original hosts had had left the network. Uh, Mori and Supa, when they left, we almost uh, we almost had to cancel the show. Seven gold pieces. And um, in the very beginning, too, when we weren't sure if this if this show was going to catch on with listeners, if uh, so, so it almost got canceled twice. For it to hit fifty episodes at this point, really something special. And um, I tip my hat and uh, and give all of the the recognition. To both uh, Mike and Mark, uh, you guys are the reason why this show has continued, not because of me. And um, I think you deserve all of the all of the kudos and all of the glory on on that, good sirs. So thank you for all of your hard work and dedication uh, to to classic Elder Scrolls. And um, I just appreciate you guys sticking it out for 50 episodes, 50 awesome episodes. And uh, hanging out with me. Oh, you're very welcome. Oh, great to be here. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I can tell you that. And especially, this is a bi-weekly podcast, so you know, getting uh, you know 50 episodes is like getting 100 episodes on a weekly podcast. Yeah, you know, so uh, you know, that's why I said you know let's mark this with as a special occasion. It definitely is, and I'm glad you brought that up too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a bi-weekly show. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it takes a while to get to this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. It definitely yeah. does. All right, folks. Um, so, so this is classic. And it's been a, it's been a fantastic run. 50 episodes. Uh, the 51st episode of Classic Elder Scrolls will record Wednesday, March 9th. The next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record will record on Monday, February 29th. Both record at 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, final thoughts, starting with Mike. Oh, you actually got Mike right this time. Okay, I thought yeah, maybe yeah. you meant Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I meant Mike. <laughs> so this has been a great trolling episode. Uh, you know, I think we'll, we might have to visit Redguard again sometime in the future. Yeah, next time uh, I feel like taking it on the chin, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It was suggested that we should all try and get Battlespire to work because that's a multiplayer game. Oh, yeah. That oh, we could all play at the same time. That right. would be think, a logistical nightmare, but it would be awesome if we can get it going. Well, Mark, we have 50 more episodes, so... <laughs> Figure it out. I think we can do it by then. And Mark. Honestly, I don't know if there's much more to say. This is It's been great to just go over... Oh, you know, over the history of the show and how far it's come. Um, I still can't believe that, you know, I've been doing this for the last, what? what is it now? 
30, yeah, 30 episodes myself, you know, personally. And I'm looking forward to the next 50. It's and thank you to everyone in the chat and the community. It's been your support really, really makes this uh, something that I can stay, you know, we can stay charged to do every two weeks. Oh, without a doubt, uh, huge, huge support for for um, Mark and Mike uh, always comes from from our listeners uh, with uh, both Elder Scrolls Off the Record and, and Classic. Just massive support, guys, and um, you guys deserve it for sure. So, so um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so, uh, wow, <laughs> 50 episodes. You know what? I never, I, I, I'm not going to say I never thought it would get this far, but I am going to say that, um, it's, uh, it's, it is quite the accomplishment for it to get this far. And again, you know, kudos goes to, uh, to, uh, Mike and Mark for that. Um, but, but of course to our listeners as well, you know, this was, this has always been a test, you know, let's test this out. Let's see if, if, um, everyone who listens to Elder Scrolls off the record feels that this is worth worth uh, their their listening time that it's valuable for them to to listen to if they'll make time to listen to the show and I got to tell you there are a lot of times when when people tell me like I like Elder Scrolls off the record but my favorite's classic there's a lot of times when people say that to me and I, I just kind of laugh to myself and think like, you know, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? So, so thank you to our listeners and to our li- our uh, viewers on on YouTube. Um, your support is is uh, more than greatly appreciated. It's what keeps us going. Um, again, you can listen to us on uh, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, QuestGamingNetwork.com, and of course on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork. Uh, you can follow our hosts on, on Twitter. Mike is at KDR Mickey. That's M I C K E Y. Mark is at. Mark can be found at Carnegie Wolf. That's C A R N A G A N W O L F E. And I am a Varwin. Uh, you can follow me at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N. And of course, this show and Elder Scrolls Off the Record can be followed on Twitter at Elder Scrolls O T R. Um, Red Guard. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Difficult to stream and podcast and play at the same time, but it's not the only Elder Scrolls game that's like that. I'm just as glad. I'm just glad it went as smoothly as it did. I was really nervous about actually doing this. Um, it crashed way less than Morrowind did. It really did. <laughs> yes. Here's when a red guard. Which is shocking, considering how often it crashed on me. Yeah. <laughs> Here's to uh, Red Guard just being utterly solid. Well. More solid yeah, what than Marvel. Were you playing? <laughs> I don't know. Like when I play Redguard, I've only had one crash in the twenty hours that I've played. I think it's that little computer that you got the 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 T one eighty mark that you're running. Maybe it's because I'm trying to run it. Uh, I, I'm trying to run it from the actual uh, old disc and not the optimized uh, GOG version that you. Yeah, have. that's probably it right there. Uh, that could very well be it. All right, folks. Um, thank you very much for listening and uh, and for watching. Please subscribe to us on uh, on YouTube if you have not. 
uh, and of course on on iTunes as well. Uh, five star reviews go a long way at helping out the show on iTunes. We do appreciate them, of course. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always, may the fups be with you. Who's all down?